0: Scoop inside the NBA now, and we do that with our NBA insider, host of Scoop B Radio, senior writer at Basketball Society, and a contributor at Heavy.com. Brandon Scoop B Robinson joins us today. What's up, Scoop? Hey,
2: man, what's going
0: on? Good to catch up with you, man. Really dying to talk some NBA. We're starting to get into the throes of this thing now as college football's national championship is over. We're now into college basketball season, so people here in Syracuse and central New York certainly ready to start putting their radars on the NBA, and a lot going on in the NBA. Let's kick it off with uh, Tom Thibodeau and the firing in Minnesota. What do you make of what happened there, and how did this thing fall apart in Minnesota?
2: Well... The Timberwolves are citing winning uh, as a reason why uh, they, they, they'd they like uh, to part ways with Tibbs and, uh, well, scrolling through the standings. <laughs> so the Timberwolves are not in a in the top eight, I mean they're 19 and 21, um, 11th place. They won two in a row. They beat the Lakers on uh, Sunday, but um, – yeah, uh, I think at the end of the day, when you look at um, Tim's stance, uh, he sided more with Jimmy Butler than he did Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Uh, they got rid of Jimmy Butler, and uh, he went to Philly, and uh, you know they've got other pieces from Philly out in Minnesota. And um, I guess the, the, the big thing that I'm, I'm worried about is um, the future of Doug Rose and how he'll blend with, you know, the next coach and. Um, it just it just, uh, it just it puzzled me a little bit, but I, I think more than anything, um, you know, the, the, the rapper notorious B.I.G. said more money, more problems. In this instance, it was more power, more problems. He wasn't just a coach; he had you know front office uh, responsibilities, and you know he clashed with Glenn Taylor, and uh, he was the casualty. Somebody had to go, and it was Tom Thibodeau that rammed, too, by the
0: way. We're going from one T-Wolf, former T-Wolf, to another. Uh, Can you help us crack the code on Jimmy Butler? I mean, what is going on with Jimmy Butler? He's been in the news a lot. He's having his problems, it seems, everywhere he goes right now. seems to be his way or the highway. What do you know about Jimmy Butler, and why is he having such a tough time?
2: I know Jimmy's a competitive guy. I know that Jimmy wants to win. And I also think Jimmy got a lot of winning done early in his career and so now um ain't no half stepping you know when you when you're in a situation where um you went to the playoffs with the with the Chicago Bulls and you know you're considered a a, a blue collar swingman uh in comparison to to folks like uh Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James and and KD and some of those other guys you you're mentioned in the same conversation um, you're an artist. You're, 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 you're a cream of the crop. So, you know, you want things done a certain way. But I do think that that Philadelphia team is special. You know, Benson and Joel and Um, I think that team is missing a couple of pieces on the bench. But, you know, other than that, you know, when it comes to Brett Brown, um, you know, he, he has a championship during his assistant coach days of San Antonio. So, you know, he has some credibility. He has some credibility there. He has cachet there. But, um, I, in my opinion, um, I think that it was a slow weekend right before the NFL playoffs started. And, um, I think that that story carried steam just because, um, he's had a pass and clashing with players or, or coaches and personnel. Um, but I think that's just his competitive nature. And I think he wants to win. I think he'll be fine. I know that there have been calls made to the Sixers and potential uh, trade opportunities, but. I think the Sixers are going to stand pat, and I, and I really do think that the second half of the season, after the All-Star break, I think you're going to see a surge in Philadelphia um, uh, that, that's going to make a, a, a push. And, um, you know, in the Eastern Conference, you have... Toronto, you have uh, Milwaukee, those guys that are top couple teams in the, in the NBA's Eastern Conference, and people are kind of funny on Philly and and for and Boston for, for for right reasons, but uh, I still do think Philadelphia is going to turn up another notch in the second half of the season, and Jimmy Butler is going to be part of that.
0: Over the holiday scoop, we got to see Kawhi Leonard return to San Antonio, and the fans actually there booed him rather vociferously. And then, interestingly, after the game, Greg Popovich gave him a nice warm hug and had some words, and it seemed like all was better there. I think all of us as fans are still scratching our heads about why Kawhi Leonard is still not a San Antonio Spur. Any insight as to why he's not?
2: Um... For me, I I think the biggest thing for him was um I think that Lakers rumors of you know, playing with LeBron was part of it, but I think also he was stuck. He wanted to be the he I don't look at him as the face of a franchise, I look at him as a guy amongst a collection of guys. And Toronto fills that role. Mm. Um yeah, he's he's a name on that team, but you know, he plays with uh, Kyle Lowry. He plays with his buddy Danny Green out from in San Antonio. Um, I think that Kawhi Leonard saw the doldrums of playing in San Antonio post Duncan, post Ginobili, post Parker, and didn't want to be a part of that makeover. And I think that when it was all said and done, it worked out for both parties. As it relates to Greg Popovich, I don't think – I don't believe um, that there was any – I don't think there was so much pop as it was um, just wanting to do what was right for his brand. And I also think that it looked kind of um, out of place for Kawhi to be questioning anything San Antonio because San Antonio is like a college system. You do what you're told, and he bucked that system and just did him. And I think that's just a sign of the time. Um, where, you know, it's just been such a perfect marriage with players that have come in and out of San Antonio, and Pop has never been questioned. And I think that, um, you know, Kawhi, was the exception to that rule, because he was just that damn good. Um I, I think, you know, that Spurs system, you have people like Avery Johnson, uh, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, um, just good guys. Not to say Kawhi's a bad guy, I, I don't think that for a second, but He knew his worth, and um, he was just passing through San Antonio. He's just different, and um, you know, even somebody like Lamarcus Aldridge, who wasn't drafted by the Spurs, good, good, good guy, set up and play. um, Had some clashes with 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 Pop, and they were all in house. As was Kawhi. I just think that it's different because Kawhi is a is a top. Um, just like Jimmy Butler, he's a he's a top guy. He's a he's an artist, so to speak. I'm using that term this morning, an artist. Yeah. Um. And he knew his worth, and I think that um, when it all came down to it in San Antonio, um, he left because he requested a trade, and I think the Lakers just wasn't a team that that was a, that was that was in the in the plans for what was going to work best for San Antonio and Toronto worked, and here we are.
0: Scoopy Robinson, our NBA insider, joining us today on the Man-Child Show with Boy Green. You said the times have changed, and I'm seeing this very much as a Knicks fan. You know, I want to see them build a winner in New York, and yet I already see the writing on the wall for, is Kristaps Porzingis going to stay with the Knicks long term, and how much will the Knicks have to kowtow to him to convince him to stay in what right now is a losing franchise? I mean, how do you build a winner in today's world if you're a team like the Knicks? How do you get it done?
2: Well, I don't think you can sell location like you could 20 years ago.
0: That's Uh, for sure.
2: Because, you know, you look at LeBron James who went to Miami uh, for the Big Three back in 2010. Um, Miami is not New York, but it is Miami. Uh, But then a better example, Paul George staying in OKC with Russell. He didn't go to L.A. Right. When you look at the Knicks... Um, I know certain players just don't want to play for Dolan, but at the same time, um, you got to have a winning culture, a winning culture on the floor. Um, I've had this conversation with a couple of people where I straight up said the Knicks are in a situation currently that the Lakers were in last season before they got LeBron. Okay. Quiet, top location, young talent. The Knicks do have some young guys on that team. Alonzo Trier, um, who, you know, was a two-year player and went undrafted. Um, you you have, uh, Frankie Nila You you have a coach in David Fisdale. Um, who are you going to attract? You know, there's been rumors that Kevin Durant could come. Um, there's been rumors that Kawhi excuse me, there's been interest. there's been rumors that uh, Kyrie Irving would have interest. A guy from West Ours, New Jersey. Uh a Star throw from Manhattan could be interested. His dad is from the South Bronx. He worked with Rod Strickler. Rod Strickler, former Nick is actually his godfather. Um, so there there's ties there. Um, so when I say the comparison of, you know, the Lakers before the calm before the storm, it's true. Um, the only difference is um, the health of Prozingis is, is a prevailing thing that people want to know what's what's going on with him. Will he play this season? I, I've had conversations with people within the Knicks organization uh, that, that have said to me, "What's the rush? What's the rush when you have a losing season?" I mean, looking at the, the standings right you now, Knicks are ten and thirty. Mm-hmm. Why would Prozingis going come back in the new year?
0: <laughs> right.
2: So you know, it's a situation where, um, yeah. Do 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 you trade them? Does anybody want them? Uh, um, and there's a lot of questions that can be asked, but um, then you have the Zion Williamson effect. You Will know, the Knicks be a one seed in the in the, in the uh you draft lottery to potentially get them? That's a question. Will it be Cleveland? That's a question. Um, you know, the Cavs are 832 right now. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into the Knicks and anything fathomable for the Knicks. But, uh, the fact remains, you know, New York is still New York. And, um, some say it's the greatest city in the world. And, um, We'll see what happens
0: this offseason. Man. <laughs> it just sounds like a lot more questions than answered. Go ahead, Boy Green. Jump in there. Scoopy Robinson, our NBA insider, joining us this morning. Uh, speaking of returns, I know we talked about Kawhi Leonard's return earlier in this conversation, but Blake Griffin will make his return uh, to L.A. Uh, this weekend, and that was another uh pairing that ended up not working, and he's with his new team uh, with the Detroit Pistons. What kind of. We saw the chanting of traitor for Kawhi Leonard when he was at the free throw line when he was in San Antonio. What are we going to get when we're in L? Uh, when Blake Griffin returns
2: I think it's gonna be different for Blake because Blake um I think that team just they they didn't click and their best chance at doing anything special was in 2014 when Donald Sterling got caught <laughs> and um you know I, I think that, 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 that they made playoff runs. I think it's going to be a warm reception in in LA. I don't think it's going to be a bad reception and um I more than anything um, the Clippers are all right. You know, 23 and 16 in the NBA's Western
0: Conference.
2: Hmm. Um you know, the Pistons are, are, are slightly on the outside picture looking at the playoff line. I don't think the Clippers are thinking about Blake Griffin. They have moved on.
0: Well, it seems like a lot of teams in the NBA this year scoop are not really so hyper-focused on the regular season, but rather maybe the back end of the season and getting themselves ready for the playoffs. We're seeing a lot of jostling of position in the West, uh, even the Celtics off to kind of a lukewarm start. What do you make of the Celtics and their slow start, and is that something that you see coming together by the end of the year?
2: Well, I'll add, you, you may mention of a lot of teams uh, being lukewarm uh on on the regular season. I think the Warriors are one of those teams. Sure. Um and and I think that as much as people are paying attention to the Denver Nuggets who pretty much have an identical record uh to the Warriors, uh the Warriors have played two more games uh than the, the Nuggets have played out at. Um but I, I think when you look at the the, the regular season it seems that Certain teams have taken notes from the early 2000s, Los Angeles, Lakers, particularly Shaq, where you could kind of coast through the season. But um, as it relates to the Celtics, I think the Celtics have just been injured, and either injured or reacclimating themselves to what they were last year. Um, Jason Tatum is not now what we thought he was last year. And so the team has to adjust to him and also – um, I feel like Gordon Hayward knows his role more than anyone. I think his role is diminished. It's actually a better role for him where he is now. And I think that Kyrie Irving and what he's doing, once yes, he gets healthy, and once the second half of the season starts, I think they'll be all right. I mean, they are a succeed, seed but I don't think anybody was expecting the Milwaukee Bucks to play as well as they did. I did. Um and I also think no one expected the Pacers to be as high of a seed as they are. And so when you're expecting a Raptors, a Sixers, and a Celtics team um, to be just top tier good every night, they were a little disappointed. I mean, you look at the standings: the Heat, sixth place. The Hornets and Kimball Walker are still doing their thing. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, without Terrence LeVert, I'll add, playing decent at times. Um, And the Pistons kind of sliding down. Uh, I knew that the Orlando Magic weren't going to hold that consistency. And You know, uh, Nikola Vucevic as I I reported, I want to say early December, um, is a person of interest to a lot of teams uh, because he's in the last year of his contract. Uh, But to directly answer your question about, you know, the Boston Celtics, It's a long season, man. I think people just get so hypersensitive um, to a lot of different things, and and I think it will all pan out in the end. The teams that are supposed to be there will be there.
0: Hey, last one, uh, NBA Draft Lottery, they keep morphing and changing it, and the newest change is coming uh, this year, uh, dealing with the teams at the very top. Apparently the top three teams will now all have an equal chance of getting the number one pick, but overall that chance for the the worst record in the league now to get – the pick is actually less than it was in the prior draft. What is the NBA trying to accomplish here? Do you like the changes that they're making and tweaking here to try and, I guess, stop teams from tanking? I guess that's kind of the what their modus operandi must be, I would assume?
2: Yes, that's the MO, tanking. You assume LeBron leaving Cleveland, Cleveland's going to be bad, Zion Wilson's going to go to Cleveland. Ha-ha, not so fast. Maybe your Knicks will have a better chance of getting them. Bottom line. Bottom like <laughs> line, too, as my grandmother would say.
0: <laughs> so just be in the bottom three. That's all you have to be now, and then you're good to go. So that really increases your chances of, of tanking because if you can get, instead of getting all the way to number one, all you have to do is get top three, and you're in there. Yeah. I, exactly. I still like that idea of like a, a four or 16 playoff to get the pick. You take oh, a that four consolation or six, bracket. Yeah, play like a consolation bracket thing, and then you gotta win yeah. to get the pick. Yeah. So, like, you could tank, but then you gotta win in the end, and there's some kind of interesting little playoff that goes on that would be a nice little sidebar to the NBA playoffs, but I don't know if they'd ever pull that one off, but I, I just think that'd be fascinating.
2: Yeah, uh, it, 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 I guess <laughs> Scoop I hole guess hole. this is the, this is the second wave of no child left behind, and someone get this place <laughs> Award. I
1: guess. <laughs> so I
0: All right, Scoop. As always, man, a pleasure having you. Thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it.
1: Gentlemen, thank you. B Radio.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever
2: felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.